about Ruth. But I need to tell you um, how it all came about. I have a dear friend and prayer partner that lives in the Grand Rapids area. We've been friends for many years. And about 27 years ago, she moved to a different home outside of Grand Rapids and moved in next door to a couple named Betty and Ted Rosendahl. Wonderful, wonderful, devout Christians. Betty was a school teacher for many, many years, elementary, wrote quite a few books, children's books, wrote for We Wisdom and uh, highlights in some of those children's books. Some, you older ladies might you're with them. I don't know if they do those, have those still today or not. But anyhow, <clears throat> um, Gary and Betty became very, very close. One day, I was over visiting. This was in the late 80s when Betty was in her early 70s. And she came over and brought this poem that she had written about Noah. And it was just, it was so good. It just touched me so much. Uh, And I thought especially it was good for children to be able to read it in poetry form. And that's why she wrote in poetry form so kids could better understand it. So Gary and I encouraged her to write more. Well, she had just finished four years of intensive Bible study, and she got into it. She wrote 135 pages of beautiful poetry, all about things, people in the Bible, and stories in the Bible. Referenced them, too. So if you read it and you want to know where to go to in the Bible, there it's there. She tried to get it published, but she couldn't find anybody to publish it. She found some people that would publish it, but they wanted her to pay to have it published. Well, she wanted them to pay to have it published. So, unfortunately, it was never published. So it was put away and forgotten. Well, Betty died three years ago at the age of 96. And she had a beautiful Christian funeral at her church. And last September, her husband, Ted, died at age 99. They had one daughter who was an atheist, and she would not allow Ted to have a Christian funeral service even or anything to be held in the church. She just had a celebration of life at some some somewhere I didn't go but um, so anyhow, that was very sad for Gary because they had grown to be like you know parents and children with each other. Gary took care of them. Um, So anyhow, a few weeks after Ted died, Gary was out for a walk. And there was a dumpster in the driveway next door. So she walked over and looked in it, and there was Betty's manuscripts of all of her writings laying at the top of the dumpster. So naturally, she pulled them out, called me right away. We were just so thrilled. And uh, Gary and I are just thrilled that we can share these with people now. Um, Betty never wanted to give them out because I think she always hoped that it would be published. But um, on the front page, she wrote that she had written these all for God's glory, and we hope to be able to give God glory through them. Um, 
Ruth is called Selfless Devotion. Elimelech said dejectedly, I fear that we should go. There is famine here in Bethlehem. Our food supply is low. We can immigrate to Moab where I'll find work to do. Our sons, Malan and Chilion, perhaps may find work too. He spoke thus to Naomi, his wife of many years. She packed their few possessions. She would allow herself no tears. The family moved to Moab. They settled there with pride. Both young men married happily, but then their father died. In just a few short years, heartbreak came again. Malan and his brother died. They had lost three good men. Naomi was a widow now and no longer young. She loved those daughter-in-laws whose lives had just begun. Naomi yearned to make her home in Bethlehem once more. She said, Stay with thy parents. Thine lives hath much in store. Ye both are so young and lovely. You will remarry yet some day. Orpah heeded that advice, kissed them both, and went away. Ruth just would not listen, for she loved Naomi so. She clung to her and cried, Where thou goest, I shall go. So they made their way to Bethlehem at barley harvest time, when crops were at their best and grapes clinging to the vine. Naomi had a kinsman, a mighty man of wealth, and Ruth said to Naomi, I am young and in good health. Let me go into his fields, into his fields of corn, and glean after they reap. There will be a lot remaining that they will let the widows keep. Kinsman Boaz went into his field. He saw Ruth working there. He asked his eldest harvester, Who is the maiden fair? It is the Moab damsel, a kinsel of thine somehow. She is a steady worker. She gleaned from sunrise till now. Boaz looked at her with kindness. He let his workers know. They should not reap too thoroughly. Let some harvest go. He thought of Ruth the next few days and spoke with kinsman too. They mentioned her with much respect and told him what they knew. One night, Boaz minnowed barley. He rested on the threshing floor. Naomi sent Ruth there and said, Just slip inside the door. It is important that thou hide thyself behind the bags of wheat. And when Boaz's sleep is very sound, thou lie down at his feet. She was playing Cupid. She knew Ruth would obey. If Boaz did awaken and find her the next day... He would be sure to notice how full of grace Ruth is. Naomi felt it would be fitting if he chose her to be his. A young lady should remarry and have a family. Ruth is so unselfish. She has been so good to me. I want her to be cared for and to enjoy a happy life. Boaz shall be richly blessed if he chooses such a wife. When Boaz came awake, he saw the maiden on the floor. He must make her understand she must not come there anymore. He said, it is unseemly. No one must ever know. A lady should not come in darkness. It is time for thee to go. Bring thy veil and hold it steady while I fill it with some grain. Now take care that thou don't spill it. There is tall grass in the lane. Ruth reached home and called, Naomi, come and see. I have six measures here of barley that Boaz gave to me. Then Boaz called the elders at witnesses one day. He said, Wilt thou listen kindly to what I have to say? 
I bought land that was my kinsman's. Funds go to his wife. I intend to marry Ruth. I want her to share my life. Naomi yearns to go to Bethlehem, where she lived for many years. Ruth wants her to be happy and to be free from tears. Ruth and Boaz begat Obed, and when he grew to be a man, he had a son named Jesse. It was all part of God's plan. Jesse's youngest son was David, who became a famous king. He was strong and brave, and with God's help, could do anything. Let's pray. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. We just thank you for um, this this poetry that Betty has um, written that we can share with others and give you the glory for, Lord. We just thank you for the study of Ruth and Naomi. Um, Teach us, Lord, to be loyal and show love as Ruth and Naomi did. Um, Bind us all together in sisterly love, dear Jesus, and... um, Help us to be women of courage and of character, just like Ruth and Naomi. In Jesus' name, 